towards the far post. Riston, oh. and it's in. Payne, Berisha, Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Berisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante with the ball on a string. And oh, Diamante! Wicked. Now, welcome back to the All Out West podcast, the West United fan podcast, where, because none of the other guys are here, we're drinking tea. It's a tea cast. Welcome to the tea cast. Woo-woo. It's really a house of two at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's a two-people tea party. Uh, exactly. This could be taken way out of context. Yeah, well, that's very Republican of you. Yes. How has your week been? Oh, it's been a bit of a ripper. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I spent the weekend with my daughter, which is really cool. On Saturday, we went up to the Ballarat game, met up with my mom, my mom's partner, and my sister and her partner. And we went to the Ballarat game. We had lunch. It was a really nice day. By the fact, I um, could be a eunuch. Where did you have lunch and why are you a eunuch? Was that cold? <laughs> <laughs> went to the Red Lion, which is my family like the Red Lion when we go to Ballarat. Just a bit of a thing. And yeah, great food as per the norm. Yeah. Nice. What'd you get? I got the, because I don't get to eat a lot of fish, I had the, like, the battered uh, barramundi. Nice yeah. Um, people on the table got some steakies, um, and then there was the cauliflower steak that looked pretty solid. Uh, you know me, I do like a bit of vegetarian food. And yeah, it's pretty solid, lovely day. The weather was a bit chilly, but other than that, not a lot. Great seeing your team get smashed three times in a, in a calendar week, yeah. Like, it's five in a row now. Bit tough. Oh yeah, I think it's four. Is it? Um, actually, it might be. I. I look, think it's four. Dr- four draw. Draw. It's been a while since a win. Something like that. Yeah, it, it's been a while. It's been a bit shit. What a week in the A League. From City being three points off the Premiership and Paddy cracking the shit when Wellington scored to Perth obliterating West Sydney Wanderers five one, which. I wasn't expecting that. I thought West Sydney Wanderers were on a bit of a like a well, especially after Western Sydney Wanderers pumped us five nil. Mm. Perth only beat us three nil. Yeah, like and then they went and pumped Western Sydney. There's a lot of disparity and that short turnaround time for uh, for Perth as well, um, including. Did you see the insane goal? I sent it to the group chat of Andy Keogh just like lobbing one over the keeper's head from like halfway. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was that's one you sent through. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, good goal. Yeah, solid. Perth are finding form at the right time. That's the thing, like, and so I think City have done this as well, is not try to burn out too quickly, like your CCMs, and no discredit to CCM. I would have loved to have seen them get the Premiership this year, which if, Mel- uh, if Melbourne City get three more points, they got the, they got the first yeah. proper trophy. Because the time they got the FFA Cup, it wasn't what it's going to be, which I yeah. think the next stage of the FFA Cup is where it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. And I think for CCM, though, I think they kind of had to come out hard and fast and try and make the finals and catch everyone by surprise mm. before they got figured out. I think they've done the right strategy, but you, I agree, it's much better to go the other way, ease yourself in and yeah. still it in the back half. Yeah, but it's a hard one because you never know what people are going to be doing with injuries and whatnot. Uh... What was your highlight? Any preference in the A-League this week? or In the A-League? Yeah, or just around. I mean, anytime someone scores four, it's pretty bloody, you know, it's pretty good, especially when you have a goal like... Uh, Keo. Keo, yeah. Um, look, a highlight for me was, you know, unfortunately being injured and not having to go to Ballarat to freeze. Yeah. That... Like supporting the boys from the couch, it was much easier for me. Yeah, because you've had your leg injury. Do you know what my highlight was? What? It's good to see... The referees given back to poor Sydney. 
just oh. I was worried about them that I was worried about the the game's metrics because without victory in the they need another one of the big teams to be there. Yeah, because if Sydney or Victory aren't there, did the did the grand final happen? I don't know. It's like for tree falls in the woods, and no one's there to hear it. We'll get to the actual decision later, yeah. but oh, oh, look, I've got a non A League highlight. Yeah, and that is played thirty eight, one thirty two, drew six, lost zero, points one hundred and two, goals four. 92. Goals against, 13. That's a 78 goal difference. Wait, there's more stats. Let's go to the crazy home stats. Played 19, 119, 57-4, 4 against. That's a 53 goal difference. 26 clean sheets. Scored in 37 out of 38 games in 9 years, starting from the bottom of the lowest division to winning their 55th title in an invincible season by 25 points. Rangers. I'm going to say this: If this form keeps up for West United, let's just let's make this the the the, the down under Rages cast. Yeah, we might have, nah, <laughs> always oh, no, support the Woo Boys. But yeah, I, I just thought that's a pretty impressive feat. They lost three games all year, two in normal time, one by penalties. Doesn't matter; it's considered a pub league. They still do pretty well against uh, in the A League. Let's just put it that way. Definitely, still an impressive record. Wicked. Now, our tea of the week is uh, the old Twining's English breakfast. We might have to get some snazzy teas. We might have to. For like uh, the off weeks where it's just you and I, buddy. I might go down to T2, get something fancy. Get a little like, you know, those little like little jugs that you can pour. I don't know. Yeah. Or even those little ones where you put them in the little holder and then you put it in your cup. You're getting a bit crazy, man. Look, they're cheap. They're like two bucks. This is like when, um, uh, was it uh, the Melbourne fan had like a cheese platter in the stands? Yes, we are essentially that. <laughs> How much did you spend on um, Spanish ham recently? Let's at not South go Melbourne into market? that. <laughs> now, let's go into a bit of team news. And there hasn't really been anything out there at the moment. But someone on Reddit brought this to everyone's attention. And I'm going to butcher the, the, the names here. Did and you I, say Reddit? Yeah, Reddit. Okay, I just wanted to check. Yeah. So, beloved Western United player Tomoki Amai was recently interviewed by vlogger Yu Hazagawa. And uh, someone on uh, A-League Reddit translated it all. They casually were driving around, I think it was Perth, in a car talking. It's really cool to see. And they were in their native tongue. But um, here are some things Tomoki Mai had to say about Australia. Uh, People are really kind. Um, He's been to Australia twice before during a school vacation and his honeymoon. So he's got a bit of a connection here. Thanks to immigration, people here are quite receptive to non-English speakers and he emphasised like he by that people talk slow and take their time to explain things. He joined Western United as a trainee in Feb 2020. Expectation was to train for two weeks, watch a game, go back to Japan and wait to hear back. He did really well during training and he signed up after a week um, and was a starting member of the match he was supposed to just spectate. So obviously yeah. they've seen something amazing in him. I thought we need to put him yeah. in here. Just, I'll keep going because there's some really cool stuff here. I thought it was a really nice insight to see him just reflect on his time in Australia because this is something you and I wouldn't wouldn't understand because we, we we grew up here. So yeah. I really love hearing. But having been to other countries where you're not native to their tongue, mm. it 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 is real. Like you gain more of a respect when it goes the other way here. Yeah, like you learn that bit more patience because like when you go over there. They're a lot more patient with you. Like, I don't think I've ever had anyone rude to me when I haven't been able to speak the language. Mm. As long as I've done, you know, simple words, mm. like, you know, whatever hello is in their native thing, 
language, goodbye, and thank you in their native language. Uh, so Corona started when his family was preparing to come over in March. He was grateful that the club looked after him, allowed him to go back to Japan to see his family during the league postponement, and the club sorted him out in regards to coming back in for the league restart. So they're taking care of him because yeah. he's obviously got different needs to other players. I think that's one thing we were really good with when COVID hit was looking after the players. Yeah. You know, like, we did that deal with Diamante. We let Kone go. Uh, I think, didn't another player... Scott's favourite? Didn't he leave technically before COVID, though? Yeah, but it was was influence. He he was partying it up in Croatia, like, a week later. Yeah, so I think it's good to hear that feedback. You know what I mean? He has... He's, it was, yeah, it's just really cool. Awkward. His uh, transfer market is awkward for J-Leaguers. Thanks to the l- delayed A-League start, it matched up well for Japanese players this way around. So it's probably why you've got Riku Din- Dinzaki. Yeah, um, yeah. I forget the guy from Perth, but he's, he's really good. He smashed us. Mm-hmm. So normally the transfer market would be out of sync. So why would an A-League club pick up a contracted Japanese player? who can't speak English, especially if you can't get if you can get someone from Europe. So that's a really good insight as mm. to maybe why we aren't getting more J-League players here. Yeah. Just because of the way our league's set up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we don't really match a lot of the Asian No. Countries. We've always teed up with the Premier League, which is always... Yeah, a, European football in general. Yeah. When we're in the... Like, you think it would have benefit being in the Asian Champions Leagues to have our team... Yeah, just... Don't cores- sort of yeah. correspond with where we belong. Yeah. In the world, geographically. Yeah. It's like if we had... Laterally. It's like if we called winter summer just for Christmas, even though the weather's clearly summer. Yeah, and clearly hot. <laughs> for Japanese players, it's a really good environment. You can study English. There's no real time zone difference. Um, in regards to the leagues, Australia is more physical, but Tomoki likes it. The interviewer said he gets done over physically, but doesn't get recognised as a foul when it happens. Imai is called the machine by his teammates. He is a machine. That's I like. He's a beast. I, I've thought that many times. I to some of the jumps he's done to header a ball or whatever, he could be an AFL or even a blocker ball. Yeah, like the way he's thrown himself into blocking a ball. Yeah, it's and like we met him on the boat. He's a very respectful person. Yeah, quiet, polite. Yeah, yeah just just a little. I don't you just not like... afraid to jump over a dock. <laughs> You know those things like when you find out a little bit more about a player, you're like, man, that guy, he's just a good dude. Yeah, he um, is. Um, so la- this is a little fun tidbit, and I really enjoyed this, was last season, May injured his ankle during the game. He was icing it post-game, and Rudan was asking, what are you doing? Uh, just drink some booze, and it'll heal. Amai was surprised. A manager would even say that, laughing, think it's cultural difference. I don't... There's a bunch of other stuff. An interview with a Japanese player from Perth. I, I've spaced on his name. Put a link in the description to this vlogger. Do you want to move on to NPL? Yeah, move on. If I, if I'll get the Perth guy's name in the meantime. That's cool. So on Friday the 14th of May, West United NPL 3 team took on Preston at their home ground for a one-all draw in front of over 3,000 people. More than the Ballarat game this Saturday and the Jets game combined. Oda. Kosuke Oda. Yeah. Are you just looking from the score sheet from the Perth game? He got a yellow card. <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts on the one-all draw for the MPL 3 team? I think it was a great result considering both teams going in undefeated. We're away. Um, Preston on top by points and goal difference. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. by one, one goal. Like They're a good side. They have a good support base. But it also goes to show how well we've recruited in the MPL capacity and yeah. the team there. So it's really good. I want to give the boys a shout out. 
We'll have more information on them next week. Injuries. Joshy Risden still. Oh, I reckon out. we just write Risden out for yeah. the season essentially. And Markovic, we might see for a game, but we've got four games left for the season, pending finals, and. Well, unless we go out from, bad out from here. Yeah. Um, do you want to do around the grounds? So Australian Joey Montemero, who uh, is set to be announced as the new Juventus women's coach, the former Arsenal women's boss, is set to be officially announced as Juve's new manager once his duties are complete with the English club. Now, this is a bit of a shock because um, Arsenal assumed he wanted to come back home. Wow. So this is a bit of a surprise, and he's actually a lo- he was actually a lifelong Arsenal fan. So and it's looking like Juve have done a bit of a poach job here because they want him to try and win the women's Champions League. Apparently, Juve are quite frustrated. The women's team haven't gone that next step. They believe their women's team have the capacity and the ability to be that next step, mm. and they think he can lead that. I actually think it's a very good step for him because at the moment, you'd ar- like you'd argue in England at the moment, Chelsea and Man City are probably a little too strong in terms of what they're able to resource and that for their feet for their women's team. Mm. So at least he can go to a team that'll be resourced. He's highly respected in the women's coaching game. Mm. He's been sounded out for the Matildas job before. Obviously he's done well in Australia with Man City women's team. Like that's a very good You mean Melb City? Sorry, yeah, Melbourne. What did I say? Man. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, same thing really. They're owned by the same people. Yep. Yeah, no, that's I think it's amazing to see an Australian coach doing well and that's huge. Like, that's... What do you think his career is going to be on like that? Do you think he will stay a women's coach? And I'm not negating so being a women's he's coach. he's actually done some interviews on this. I mm. remember when he got signed for Arsenal, I spoke about that. And he sees no difference between the two games. Nor do I. Like, that's... he He's just as happy uh, managing the women's game as he is the men's game. If anything, I think the development of the women's game is one of the most interesting things as a fan yeah. at the moment. Well, Chelsea's um, manager, Fran... Kirby, uh, not not Kirby. I can't think of her name right now. Mm. But she, um, they were poaching her for like wanted to poach her for like a League Two team in the men's game. And she's like, "Why would I go do a lower division men's team when I'm co- managing in the top division women's?" Like, yeah, like it, there's no difference. But that shows the backwards mentality. That that like yeah, You're treating one different to the other. Yeah. But no, I think it's a huge sight. Like, crew for him personally. Like, it's a great. And well done. Like, yeah, snap. Like, you shafted your boyhood club and... That's a... The must have been some good coin. That's a power move. But that's an all, That's a big opportunity. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I could... T- I think if that come to me, like, hey... The biggest team in Italy, yeah. like... And they... And it's because they clearly want mm. to win the top prize. He's got to do it. If they're going to resource him to do it, how could you turn it down? No. Um... Western Sydney have confirmed the departure of forward Simon Cox, who is set to re, uh, re, uh, return to the United Kingdom to be with his family. Fair enough. This is kind of a crazy thing, because he didn't go back when his first child was born six months ago, so and he didn't really get much game time. Again, power move. Don't have to do all those uh, late <laughs> nights. I don't. I think the club <laughs> kept him here. Yes, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised too. But I'm just saying power move. Like, sorry, honey, can't do anything. <laughs> Love to be there. What? Sorry, my boss is calling. I can't come change the nappy. Yeah. What do you mean? You're in Australia. Oh, sorry, I can't it's a help. Time, di- uh, time difference year. You've called me at a bad time. It's night time here. No, it's night time in the... Ah, ah, beep, beep, beep. Power move. Uh, Tony Popovich and Melbourne Victory are rumoured to have offered Croatian goalkeeper Ivan Kalava a two-year deal. The 33-year-old plays for Zanti where Povich re- was recently sacked. So you just might, must just raid him. Gonna get the band back together. 
Sorry, Jimmy Barnes. That's a terrible song. Yeah. You think they watch Blues Brothers too many times? Look, it's not his best work. It's a clear cash grab. He's in the yeah. final years, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's well played called. Uh, so A-League writes, Paramount Plus is set to launch this week in Australia. I heard it was actually going to be in August when it launched. I could be wrong. I had a little bit of a jot down. Um, it might be, they might be fully, might be getting introduced now, I think by fully by August. Mm. Um, and are interested in the A-League rights. Paramount is the parent company of the local Channel 10, which is owned by CBS in America. Oh, the, the CBS is the parent, yeah. yeah like, Same shit. Yep. Um, and would have it, the free-to-air on the channel. So I reckon this is a good bitter to put in. It's a serious bitter. It's, I think is from a marketing standpoint, it has a lot of options, but I have a lot of concerns because I believe from my understanding that Paramount currently have the WWE rights in the US. They lost the WWE network. WWE licensed their back catalog to them. No, that, uh, that's um, Peacock. Is that Peacock? Okay, yeah. I'll take it back. But they shit the bed there. But on, the, on that note of Paramount, they pretty much only have Star Trek. Yeah, they've bought a lot in America. I know like they've, pulled back a lot of their back catalogue in Australia and that for all Paramount films. Mm. And I believe they have a lot of like MTV stuff. MTV Nickelodeon. Yeah, that, that kind of... Which there was a lot of cross-pollination between Disney and Nickelodeon anyway, so... Yeah. I'm using a hand gesture of collaboration. Yeah, well now Disney, you know, they either own you or they crush you. <laughs> or they'll crush you then buy. So the Victorian government has announced a $116 million Dollar purpose-built centre for the Matildas in the lead-up to the Women's World Cup. The federal levels only ponied up $15 million. Um, five pitches will be added to the La Trobe Uni Bundura Sports Park centrepiece and will be a 100-seat marquee pitch. I think this is great for development. Shattered they didn't want to buy in on the uh, Western United front. It's interesting. That it wasn't, wasn't Melbourne City set up at La Trobe Uni? Yes. In Bundura? Yes. I'm interested. It's great to see the state government make this much of a contribution for women's sport, which is good. I think that's a really good initiative. Any any money into football in this country is good, especially for the women's game. What's next, Kelsey? Ah, uh, that's it for around the grounds this week. All right, so let's go into the first game of V Perth. What do you reckon? Oh, this was a really difficult game to watch, and initially, I. Especially after loss to West Sydney Wanderers, I was really hoping we came back with a bit of a vengeance. But I think travel and this schedule, is, it's, it's caught up to us so badly at this point. And Rodan sort of pointed to that too. Yeah, he... And I know some of the fact the scheduling is our, our issue as well, being based in Victoria and not having our own purpose-built stadium. Scheduling has been a, a shocker over the last six weeks. Yeah, and look, we sort of knew this day was coming when we had all those home games early on. Yeah. Like, it, it was eventually coming this day. Um, look, I would have liked to have seen a bit more fight. Yeah, everyone looked Like a lethargic. bit of wounded pride type thing. Mm. But, they, yeah, they just seem that flat, like they can't even get up for it at the moment. I really would like to see in these kind of situations is moving away from that designated starting 11, even though we're not as dynamic. But, shit, if Diamante's not running the full 90... Barisha's obviously not running the 90. Well, going and into that, what did you think of the lineup? We had Bess up the front, Diamani just behind that. It's always good to see Lockie Wales in that, that, that front kind of wing role. Yeah, Wales has had a blinder. That's, I still think he's doing well. Connor Payne wasn't bad for the day. I, we, we were still hemorrhaging possession and just the fatigue came through. Like, 
That is the big thing between last year to this year is we can't seem to hold on to the ball. Yeah, we... Like, we, last year we used to try and... Like, we almost held on t- too often. Mm. Now we just can't even... I think I've written down there how much possession we had. Uh, 60% possession and uh, five shots on target. It was pretty dismal. It's better than that game when we had... But I, think I know it, it says we had 60%. I don't think we did. I reckon we lose the ball quite... We were happy to hold ball and pass back and do nothing with it. I feel we, we're lacking attacking confidence at the moment. Yeah. We, sorry, yeah. We, we used to hold the ball but still progress up the pitch. Mm. I guess to clarify my... The moment it seems if we're holding it, it's in the final, in the defensive third. It is inherently that Simpsons meme at that moment. You know that well, it's not a meme, but the I center might, passes to the wing. The wing does. You know what I mean? Like we constantly, like all of our back line get a touch. Generally, Scott gets one too. Like he's passing. Like the amount of passes he does during games, insane. Yeah. I just am like we need to gain that confidence going forward, and we may be at the point where we need to focus on next season. Well, even being, like, speaking of how flat we were, you could even see, like, even Ryan Scott was flat in this game, and he hasn't had to put a foot wrong. No, this was his worst game, and he still did decent for yeah, the like, situation. Yeah, like, no way am I ragging him out on this. I'm just saying, like, even he was flat and couldn't put in his usual performance. We, well, he made seven block shots. Just put in perspective, that's pretty... Hmm. And he had, and he let in three, like, again... It is his fault for... Like, not it's his fault. It's a team effort to lose by that. Well, I, I believe Rudan blamed him for two of them and was looking at dropping him. Yeah. We'll Which is understandable. Whether it happens or not, but... Yeah, we, we have the benefit of hindsight because two games have happened. But I also think Rudan might regret putting him on the ropes. Like, I think maybe he just wanted a bit of a response out of Ryan Scott. I don't think he was actually going to drop him. I think it might be a, let me say this. Mm. He'll feel like he's still in you know, a bit of jeopardy for his spot. Hopefully, it'll get a rousing response out of him. But that's what you need in keepers. You need someone that can come on and do a decent job. You need yeah, them at to, a moment's notice, so they don't get complacent. And that I think showed a bit of nous on the next game. But it was a bit of a disappointing game from a defensive perspective as well. I'm we we actually did pretty well on yellow cards for this time, this point, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we did concede fourteen fouls though. It was just it was just a fatiguing game to watch. And, yeah, it's not much. I, I don't have much to say about it because really Fornaroli, amazing goal. Keo, solid goal. Like, I'm not mad at the situation. Like, I would like to see my team win, but we were bested on the day. There's no way around it. Like, And Perth are in form. Look what they did to uh, West Sydney Wanderers. Like, they murdered them. Yeah, Economides had a good one. Uh, Chianese, who did I say? I think you I said Keo. Yeah, oh, the KO was freaking the game the other game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there's been too there's too much A League at the moment. It's hard to keep up. But yeah, um, it's a festival of football. Fornaroli's one was amazing. Yeah, um, Economini's he's always been talent, and yeah, they they put us to the sword for being lethargic and fatigued. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to talk about the game? Because I know you're a big fan of it. Look, I think we've covered it. Like it, it's hard to talk about. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, wanna, I don't want to be. A, I don't want to be a fan who hates on the club for no. like losses. Losses happen. Yeah, and we're in the middle of a bad patch. All we can do is support them. I think mm. it'll turn around. Mm. And that's the point of what we do as a podcast. There's no point being negative. We highlight issues. Like for instance, we want to see if we're going to be 
thrown to pillar to post. Let's see some squad rotation. Let's give the if we're gonna lose, let's put freaking Duzal on. Get yeah. him blooded up. Let's you know? see where we're going with this. You know, and here's the thing: as of this one, what was this one? This was our third loss in a row. Yeah. Look, do we need to stop the slide? Yes. Do I believe we can turn it around? Yes. Do I think it'll be this season? Not so sure. But. You know, but on that I same, have faith in them and I'll keep supporting the boys. Definitely. Do you want to do player of the year? Well, I suppose you've got the uh, mail-in votes. For the Perth game, uh, Jay had... I'll just preface this with saying Leb and Jay had the same votes. Shout out, guys. Hope you're both well. Uh, three to Amai, two to DP, one to Payne. I had, and I did mine a little bit, three to Amai because I, I think he's solid. He's probably our best defender. He was probably the consensus best on for that one. Yeah. And then I did two to Shepard, because we didn't talk about this because or whatnot, but uh, Duzel and Shepard were subbed late into the game. I think it was the 82nd minute, as is convention, when you're three down to sub people in after 82 minutes of nothing happening. <laughs> 82 minutes seems like a plenty of time left to make an impact. Let me just confirm that. 82. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> that is the, the Rudad special. Let's give them eight minutes. Let's see what they can do. Yeah. Plus injury time. Yeah. Uh, so, so why'd you give Shepard the two? I, I, he had one of our best chances on goal. He had a header on goal from memory. And that, to me, was probably the highlight of the game. And Duzel was... Duzel, he's good. So you go to Duzel as well? Yeah, one, one to Duzel. Yeah. The best chances we had was from those two, other than Wales. And- Which says a lot, considering I did it in uh, eight minutes. You know what, look, I obviously I'm going to go to Moki. I think everyone's got a my as the overall consensus pick there. You know what? I've really struggled on this one. I've, I've really found it hard to give out votes. Mm. And I didn't want to do what I did with the Western Sydney where I only gave out one because it wasn't 5 mil and it wasn't an absolute mugging. You've kind of convinced me your arguments, but I'll swap them around. I'll give the Zelda two. And uh, Sh- it was Shepard, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give him the one. Like, it doesn't affect the, the standings, really. No, it, it doesn't. And you know what? It gets them on the sheet. That's exactly right. Uh, to be honest, Cavallo should be getting like things. He literally had an article article come out by saying recycling players is good. Dude played freaking six games for us. I think no senior games at City, and they're calling him a recycled player. Sorry, there's few things I will let stand in this world. That's pain out of the cav, daddy. Yeah, and only a couple of weeks ago. Man of the match. Well, that's my point. That They were using him as an example of why recycling is good. How is he recycling? Yeah. He, he, was, he, was, he only just got his first professional contract. He's a contract. young kid wanting to get an opportunity. He couldn't get one at Melbourne City. Came to West United. Found he wasn't probably going to get the opportunity he was looking for here. Asked to go to Adelaide. He didn't do a, betray- he didn't do a Barbarousas. He didn't do a Burgess. You, you know what I mean? He respectfully went to the club and said, look, am I going to get the opportunities? He was told he wasn't. Is it okay if we don't go our separate ways? He did it. That's respectful. Same with um, Stammer. Yeah. There's a way you can do it. There's been no hate, no animosity. We, hell, we even let um, McDonald go. Yeah. That was a bit... I think that went through the ringer, though. Yeah. That was more about the whole, he can't play against this thing. More That's some shithousery. I love that still. But let, let's move on. Yep. Um, let's move on to the next game. Do you want me to cover this one? On Saturday, 15th of May, West United went to Mars Stadium for the final time of the regular season. Uh, what was a beautiful day in Ballarat, rumoured snow the day before, yep. and the afternoon sun that day delighted patrons in a beautiful eight degrees. Felt like four. <laughs> it did. 
did really. So it was the coldest game in since eighties. Wow, really? And only, only in Victoria, and only the second, and it was the second coldest game in history. Equal second coldest game in history. Wow. So Canberra obviously holds the record. It's Canberra. Hmm. So yeah, it was cold. Wow. Ah, uh, that's a good thing. We took on uh, obviously Sydney FC. Uh, what uh, were your thoughts? Sorry. Sorry. What, what's Sydney's nickname again? What do they call themselves? Referees. The, the Smurfs. The Varsity Blues. <laughs> That's dead. Um, I was relieved when I saw the squad sheet that day to see Borussia not in a starting striker role. I think we're all happy to see him get a break. Yep. And that's when we've talked negatively towards Borussia, it's not because we think he's bad or anything. We think he needs A, rest. B, we need to try something different because it's obviously not working what we're doing. Mm. And I was really relieved to see Wales in, the, in that striker position. I think he had a pretty good game, considering. Although we didn't have a blinder, I was happy to see Ica as well. Ica, I don't feel like we've utilised him enough this no. season. Oh, but you know, and like I said, it wasn't his greatest game by any stretch of the imagination. But I was glad to see him on there getting a crack. Yeah, hundred percent. Because otherwise, what's the point of bringing him over? Yeah, I I don't understand why we haven't played him more this season. And our reliance, and this is going to sound bad, but our reliance on Dylan Pieris. And Lockie Wales really shows. Like now, I'm going to check this. I'll double check this stat, but I'll tell you what a highlight was for me. Okay, Victor Sanchez. I believe he got his 11th yellow of the yeah. season. I'm pretty sure it was 11, and he is now going for the equal record. Oh no way! I didn't watch the telecast because I was at the game. You, you miss out these handy hints. Yeah, so I'll, I'll double. I'll confirm that. We'll keep going on, and I'll confirm the stat. But I'm pretty sure he's now because I believe 13 is the record in a season. He's got four games to get two red cards to tie, three to break. I remember in the game before they talked about Sanchez. They're like, he's not a he's not a dirty player. He's just a rough player. Like, and it's not just that he'll do the team thing, mm. and he, he gets he, a lot of the times he's gets more accumulation of fouls as opposed to. Okay, look, it's as equal that as it was savagery, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, that's really good. It was it was an interesting game, and I'm not going to say we. We didn't dominate possession. We had 44% of it. But I think we played better than the previous three, uh, two games. Yeah, and that win in the first, although we were dominant, was very brutal. Like, and, you know, Sydney, we were lucky Sydney didn't capitalise on it, yeah. to be honest. It was a very interesting uh, game for that, on that perspective. There were some really good runs. I was really, it was good to see... Some ha- like some stuff happening, but I felt we lacked it in a f- like finishing. Yeah. We had trouble getting it into the box and knowing what to do with it. And I feel this is from the way we've used Pieris and Lockie Wales this whole time, which is getting them to run down and then kick into Barisha. Yeah. And you take Barisha out of that equation, they're not used to trying to score. And when they do, you see their the finishing that isn't as solid. They're good for the 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 off point, and this is where Barisha is a foil really really works. Yeah, exactly. When they've got that pressure on them, then... Yeah, it goes the other way. It shows um, how many tricks they have, but that's a developmental thing. Look, yeah, we were definitely better in this game. We weren't as lethargic. Um, I think, you know, even just one night in our bed seemed to have made a bit of a difference. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's going to be a little bit better. Sydney played us very well. They were very good at pressing on us, to be in fairness. Mm. Like, they did not give us time or space at all. No. Especially on Diamante. No. But that's the thing. Diamante's ability to affect a game has been minimised because people know what he's going to do. And last season, he could make 
a risky move by lobbing the ball across the ground to Payne. Yeah, but they yeah. know they're going to do that. Now, now they know he's going to do that. So they know to try and get someone up there. Not just that. They are marking him and putting more pressure on him so that if he does make it, he's got to make riskier yeah. and riskier crosses or long well, balls, the whatever. The scarier part, though, is he's pulling a lot of them off even with this extra pressure. But is he, though? How many are connecting to, to people? I'm just saying, like, but he's still getting some across, like, more than what you would think. Oh, definitely. I'm not saying yeah, he's no, bad. No, I'm not saying he's bad mm. at all. I'm just saying, like, it's really bizarre that, like, he's getting that much attention and pressure and he's still able to pull oh, he's the doing ball some amazing on a dime. Sh- but he's doing some amazing shots. But that pressure is also leading it's, to turnover. Yeah, it is. Or it's, or it's putting... I know where he's going to pass it, so they're getting pressure on the next person yeah. to get the turnover. Like it's it's making him almost null and void at times. Exactly, it's making a predictable game and plan. He needs a few. Maybe we need because you know you, you don't get rid of a diamond. You just don't. No. But maybe he needs a bit more protection or something helping mm. to help him a bit more for, to free up that space. Yeah. I Definitely. think that's what's missing. I think that's where we were doing a bit better earlier. Was when. Guarachena was almost as threatening as him yeah. in terms of passes or taking it on. Mm. So I was like, oh, which way do we go? Who do we... Is, is, do you think that is because of a like the play or the strategy or is that just how those players are performing? I think it's more the perf- performance. I mean, I don't see how they've... I mean, maybe Renan has changed how we play, but I, I don't get why he tinkered with what was working. Yeah, that's what he, I'm asking. Did, I'm asking the question. Tinker, why? Why did he tinker with what was, in effect, working? Mm. Um, yeah, like I, I still like it back going back all the way to the. I don't understand the turn we've had since the Melbourne City game where we won. Mm. Like, we come from behind. It was a, we dug in deep and do like that's sort of like a momentum turner. But instead of going up, we seem to have. The expectation that we'll win by digging in deep has kind of become a mentality. mentality. And I think it's just ground everything to a halt. I mean, the one thing I will say this year is even though despite this game, we've played Mars pretty well. Yeah. In every game. Yeah. Which so, is good. And I think that was probably the one thing that stopped Sydney from actually pumping us. I also think this year it struggled with the lack of home. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, Wellington are obviously clearly going through it as well, not saying poor us or anything like that, mm. but I think that's really struggled with their mentality a bit. Yeah. Like, you'd be looking at the fixture every week going, all right, where am I this week? Not just that, the amount of fixtures per week, so playing mm. two to three games in seven days, that's... You, you look at it this way, by the end of the season, we'll have been everywhere but the Northern Territory in Canberra. We often seem gassed, yeah, and fatigued, obviously, since the last game in really... Hitting is hard, but I feel we bounced back quite well. A defining moment of the game came down to a controversial handball when the ball appeared to come off Voyitz's thigh and then hit his hand. Now, you've watched the game. I only watched as it happened, and I'm like, oh, didn't see it, but whatever. It took the... They, they literally continued play. Then the, the umpire had to review it. Well, yeah, originally he, he cleared it, mm. then got called back again to review it. The play had gone on, like... So I know they're not, they don't want to look at the VAR until the play actually stops yeah. and they get a chance to review it. But I believe, like I said, the, the weird thing is that the, from what I'm understanding is the refs had heard about the incident, didn't think anything of it, then got called back. So it's, it's like he'd already made his decision but they're like, oh no, you need to change your decision, which I didn't think... They should be doing. Or could be doing. I oh, know, it just seemed like a an interference in the game. Look, consistency point of view... 
it happened to Sydney literally the week before. Was that? But this same thing has happened to other teams, and it not be called. But I was going to say, hang on, inconsistency. But it's still inconsistent because when you compare it to the other ones, Adelaide seemed to get away with that quite a bit, especially at our Coopers. Yeah, as an example. No, hey, you you take the breaks as you get them. Yeah, but that's even Sydney was surprised to have gotten that. So it was a very surprising thing to happen. And side note, good to have Alfie back, LaFondra. Mm. Now, look, I know it was outside the box and VAR can't call it back, but I don't understand how the ref then missed the deliberate handball by the Sydney player later on, where he literally put his arms up like that. So just so you know, for viewers who obviously can't see me, his hands were up at his face. I thought you were just defending a cup of English breakfast. I loved my English breakfast. Me too. But honey, um, how good. But yeah, but the thing is, on that day, and I'm not sure, like obviously one-eyed supporter watching the game, it felt like everything was free kick Sydney. It, it felt like it was, we buggered up last week, Sydney, here's your one back. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like, we owe you a debt, here's your payment. And, you know, it was a bit unlucky for Voyitzer, but like I said, consistent-wise... When playing Sydney, it was consistent. Consistency-wise across the league, it's confusing. And, and this is a problem. I think VAR's creating more problems. And we've said it every week. It's causing more problems than it's solving. It, it has really felt like a really inconsistent um, season. Do you think that comes down to maybe efficient, like the the officials we have doing it like maybe they're fatigued as well i'm taking a step back the mm. increasing games and fatigue mm. and travel do you think also well with that how many games are in different spots you can't always fly the same people around no so do you think maybe that there's people who maybe aren't as well trained hmm. don't have the eye the experience we'll say yeah and the only way you get experience is by having these Doing, moments, yeah. of course. Maybe they come out, I don't know if that's the case, but if, if it is the case and they, you know, they could just say, hey, you know, look, you know, a bit of a shortage. Mm. We're putting on people who are qualified, but not as seasoned or experienced. I think everyone can understand that. Yeah. I'll tell you who we haven't spoken about in this game. And after Rudan talked about dropping him, and that was Ryan Scott, who Definitely. was much improved. Um, you know, can't blame him for conceding on a penalty. He commanded his box a lot more in this game. Made some very good saves. I think they had a ridiculous corner stat in the first half too, Sydney. Oh, just in general. They were... Yeah. I was a... As a... Watching the game was a good... It was just a good watch across the board. Just on, What was it like actually there? Um, it wasn't a bad day. I, it was actually the best experience I've had at Mars Stadium because the previous one I'd had before wasn't very good. In retrospect, uh, but this was quite good. My only con for the day, and I, I took my daughter, uh, who's four, and we still try to use the parent rooms. None of them were open. Just as a side note, that was a yep. very that was very difficult trying to take a four year old girl into a male yeah, toilet. It's a tough. Yeah, exactly. So that that for me was probably the worst part of the day. But on that note, though, they actually had the bar and bistro open properly that day. Shout out Sonia from we are. Um, the supporter group for setting that up for everyone. There's a couple of food carts. There's 30% off merch, but it was a much better setup. You could choose where you sat this time. So we're a few bays over from Active, which was nice. Um, there was a few Sydney supporters rock up as well, which was good. 
What were they like? I uh, didn't talk to many. Didn't talk to Fair any. Enough. But some of the other tickets. guys did. No, no hate there. They um had fun. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think it was the best game I've been to at Mars Stadium. Just not the right result. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was, it's really good to see a lot of people out in Woo gear. The kids were out. Yeah, it was a really good day in Ballarat. The weather was a bit of a tough one, but I think it really it's helped change my perspective on winter football. Of me being like, shit, I'd probably rather drink in the summer. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't not, drinking not, that day, obviously, because I drove. Not but a fan of winter football. No, nah, like, where sells stouts on tap? That's the problem. We don't have the right beer for it. You know what I mean? And we serve beer at such a cold temperature in winter. You know those like, things that, like, like, yeah, it's like, here it is, negative two degrees. Here's Carlton Mid. Enjoy, big fella. Or would you like Great Northern? If you don't like that, you get my point. I don't think we serve the right beer for winter football. How about some West End with South Australian water? Isn't that closing down? We can only hope. I haven't had it yet. I might have to do it before. Is it worse than EMU Export? It's got South Australian water in it. Yeah. Anything else to add to this game? Not really. Look, what what do you say? Like, we lost, but I thought we played well despite the loss. It was a penalty at the end of the day. Yeah, it is what it is. Move on. You know, look, do we need, like, again, as we said last game, this is now four in a row. Do we need to stop the slide? Yes. Do I think we can do it? Yes. Do I think it'll be this season? I don't know. Well, we've got four games up and... We basically have to bat out from here. Yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I'd just like to say shout out to Ryan Scott. He had a really good game. He kept us in. Yeah. Uh, Another big one. I'd like to shout out to active support on the day, which... Do you know what was impressive on the TV? And... You know, everyone knows we, well, us as fans know we, do, the active support, do this every week. Despite losing, still in the night, still going as loud as minute one. Mm. You know, not letting a goal or a being behind deflate you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's really good to say I'm a big fan of the active support and what they bring to the game. I really liked bringing in, because they were in, I think it was Bay 8 or 9, and they brought in the new terrace they've just built at Mars Stadium, and a couple of the guys ran over and they had phones out coordinating chance with both stadiums and engage um, other supporters. That's good. I loved it. And you had the call and the response thing happening. Um, yeah. So it was really good. Also, I want to shout out Jorgo, Ben Jorgensen. He's traveled to nearly every game this year. I feel so bad. He's been to the last, he's been to all our losses. He in did multi- that whole entire trip. Yeah. With the club. Like, and he's been flying back home in between them. Yeah. Like, that is a mad effort. And so, shout out, he's shipping off soon, so shout out, Jorgo. But yeah, any final comments? No, I, I guess what, what we've got two home games left in the four. Have to win, we're going to have to win some away. Like, that's all I can say. We're going to have to get two away wins. Joining into Player of the Year? Yeah. Le- uh, Jay has three for Scott, two to Amai, one to BJ. Leb has three to Scott, two to BJ, one to Amai. Uh, Scott has three for Scott. Two to Hammer, one to Dia. I have three to Scott, two to Wales, one to Amai. So I had three to Scott. I had two to Wales. And see, I don't want to go the same as you, but I feel like I'm going to... I was going to say Amai, but uh, I'll say Amai. I guess we'll agree for the first time this year. What I think makes it interesting is seeing different perspectives. Like This is what yeah. I like. I like talking However, football. I do like that Dia was in... I thought Dia was good. I was really hoping Ica would tear it open. Oh, my God. We have a new leader, don't we? Ryan motherfucking Scott, 95 points. Diamante, 91. Tomoki Amai, 79. Lockie Wales, 75. DP, 58. 
Ica coming sixth on 41. Connor Payne seventh on 40. So Lockie Wales has won the uh, Young Player of the Year. Yeah, well, he's in contention for top D- job. DP's the only one that can touch him now. Yeah. Then again, there's like 60 more votes on points on offer here. <laughs> yeah, for I know. For, you know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It makes it fun, this, doesn't it? Because those early votes start to matter and Ryan Scott's had a phenomenal half season. Three-quarter yeah. season, really. Yeah. Now, on Saturday, Western United take the trip over the ditch for Wellington's first game this season, New Zealand. Is there a better way to welcome uh, Wellington Phoenix home than taking on Western United? Well, did you hear 12,000 fans have already bought tickets? That is amazing. Like, that's going to be their biggest crowd. That's great. Like, they have generated a real buzz for this coming home. Like, people are getting behind it. They had photos at the airport. Like, I really enjoy... And I, I don't know if this is just me as a, a different former fan, but I want to see everyone doing well. You know what I mean? Like It's good to see a team actually getting to play at their home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's amazing. And they might have the home ground bounce for the first time in a year, but who knows? It's going to be interesting. There's also that little bit of grudge. like that. Well, I like what um, you fucked Lay was saying. Like, you know, it's good to have Roods back and a couple of the uh, other boys. It's good that it's Western United that's the team we're playing at home. I love that mentality, that little bit of a, it's not a, it's a nat, it's an organic rivalry. Yeah, but they're trying to make it a fun one too. Yeah, it's not like a blood, it's not like Van Damme's blood sport, you know what I mean? You know, like we all joke about the Hussin, but. Yeah, I, that's, I, I really look forward to hopefully in the next year or two getting over to a New Zealand game. Like I'd really yeah, like I'd to. Yeah, I'd love like, to do it. That's, everyone who went to the first Western United game and a couple of the guys are going to this fixture. Uh are so excited for like we all look forward to playing Wellington because they're it's an organic yeah, rivalry. Uh, we look forward to playing Wellington in Wellington, not Wollongong. Yeah. I look forward to playing Wollongong Wolves in Wollongong. You know what I mean? I don't look forward to going to Wollongong at all. It's in New South Wales. The name capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is the name capital. Uh, Enjoy those cream charges, boys. So the Knicks are currently sitting eighth, pending what happens, because pretty much from, I think it's fifth to sixth to, to tenth, uh, fourth to tenth, anything can happen. So we're still in with a shot. Yeah. Like, but the best way to do it is to just win out from here. Although you can say car bombs. I mean, we can go Belfast on it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're currently sitting eighth, and, we, and they've had a bit of form lately, and they'll probably have a bit of pep in their step. Not Essendon style, but... The question will be for them, so the home games, they should be fine. The travel from there, because they haven't done it in such a while. Yeah, they've been situated in mainland, so they've had easy travel time for New South Wales games. So that that first bout of big travel might knock them about a bit. Mm. Potentially, I don't know, I could be wrong. Do you think it'll be a catalyst to them securing a spot in the finals? If they secure a spot in the finals, they could have some serious momentum. But how ironic, like the poor buggers, they go back to Woolwich finally only to get like a lower spot and have to travel back to mainland Australia for the finals. <laughs> now, here's a question. Is this make or break for Western United? We lose this one, I'd say it's safe. Well, I mean, obviously the mathematics is still there, but I'd say it's safe to say we're probably not Yeah. going. Finals. Draw makes it 50-50. Hmm. Loss ends it, win, puts us in there. 100%. What would you like to see? Obviously, I want to see the boys win. I want to see us crash the hometown party. <laughs> what I bet from a like a like a formation squad. Look, 
I don't want to those pick weird inflatable ladies again. I don't want to pick players in or out. Mm. I just want to see some. What, what's the right word? Energy to our performance. Yep. I think is the right word. Drive. Yep. We, although we'll travel to a to a New Zealand this week, that isn't a long flight. No. Theoretically, we should be able to have. Like, this is our longest time period of time off for the last X amount of time. Yeah, and like I said, you can lose, but you can lose while pl- like playing well. Mm. I, I I can handle it. If we're, if we're trying to win and we lose, I'll cop it. We get done on the counter, so so be it. If it's a good game, losing's lo- like it doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you it's it, your team plays like shit, like or... that four three Adelaide lost the win. No, like that one stands out as like it was a loss, but it was a fun, exciting loss. That was amazing. You, you know what I mean? Like you mm. can lose. You can even lose one one or two nil, and it still be exciting. Yeah, exactly. Because you, like, you could have rattled the bar a couple of times. You could have, you know, it could have just been saved off the line. Like, there can be things that happen. Barisha could become a meme out of the game. That that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's I. I'm looking for a Sanchez yellow. <laughs> not a red. Not not two yellows. Just one yellow per game from here out. I think we'll, we'll keep, keep keep watch this space. We want him to be the height. We need these records. We've broken attendance. We've broken our own losing streak. We need. To make another league standard. Yeah, like we're, we're trying to create something here. A legacy. Yes. <laughs> a United legacy. How do you think we'll line up? I think, I'd say best comes back, logically speaking. Yeah. Um, I'll say Ike will probably be relegated back to the bench. And he'll be used as that impact. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's going to be too much more than that that's changed, to be honest. Mm. He could try starting Inman. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think he will. I really don't. I think he'll just stay on the bench, but it's something he could just randomly. He's do. good to have in the tool shed, but I just don't think he's been utilized and wants to be utilized. No, it seems like like we need a player. We don't really want you to play. He's like, I need money. <laughs> I don't really want to play. Let's make a deal. What are your feelings on sitting on the bench for six months but being signed to a team? Yeah, and getting I'll cash for it. Score prediction. I want to say one one. 2-1, Ulysses De Villa, 100% scores one. So you think we lose? I think it'd be go, go that way, but I think we're going to bounce back. I do think, yeah, I, I won't be shocked if we lose because of the, uh, you know, the emotional factor for Wellington, but that can also go against them too. We could see a 2-1. I think they may just get it over us because there is a bit of a grudge match between both. Now, Kelsey, do you want a news update? Yes. So Cam Devlin, who is off contract at Wellington, is likely to join a vastly restructured Melbourne Victory squad next season. Who's who's been really good? Devlin is mm. freaking solid. Yeah. Um, and the hemorrhaging goes on. Off contract, Ulysses Devia has agreed to join Macarthur FC next season in a three-year deal worth two million dollars. Wow, that is a big coup. Wow, that is a devastating blow for Wellington. There's two right there. If Devlin goes, like... Like, they finally get to, you know, go home. They finally get a bit of a momentum. And rug pulled out. Wow, that's just... That is mental. That's in a... The World Game article that just comes out, uh, came out. However, Devere, like... Why would you want to go to Cowbell Town? Any cards this week? Nah. Nah. Again, really think it's good that Wellington sold 12,000 tickets to this game. That's huge. I'm so I'm 
like I refer to pump that up this week than the uh, cards. To be honest, yeah. I think that's great for both clubs. Like, if I'm not like that's probably our second biggest crowd. Yeah. Oh, it'd be in the top two or three depending yeah. on a victory game, but that's amazing. It sh- Do you know what it's also showing? And although it doesn't relate exactly to our market, consumer confidence is growing and want to see. Yeah, well, it shows New Zealand do want to see A-League football. And there's so many, and there's been so many people that, like, remember when the Knicks out thing was trending on Twitter? Like, they're trying it. Why? Yes, it does cause issues with the, like, the, the ACL yeah. for us. It does cause problems for that. Should they but, ever qualify? But, A, they haven't qualified yet. It brings so much, a wealth of good players to our league. It brings a, a Newcastle, a New Zealand away trip. I just, I don't see a negative to yeah, having... It brings tourism. Like, it, albeit not... A huge bit of tourism, either way. It's still a reason to go to New Zealand. Yeah, it's, it's a good still excuse. a reason for New Zealanders to come to Australia. That's right. Yeah, it's it's part of the travel bubble. But I don't think I have much else for today. Do you have anything? No. Look, it's been a tough week, and uh, we've tried to be as positive as we can about it. Exactly, and that's what like support your club no matter what the situation it's good to see i want i want to see this league bounce back next year be stronger bring in a football pyramid whatever shape that looks like have a second division because more football is good for everybody i'd like to see a football dodecahedron don't quite know how it works visually but i'd like to see one okay i'm still confused but carry on sir um don't forget to like and subscribe us on uh, facebook twitter and instagram although we're pretty inactive on instagram cuz that was Nick's job. Shout out, he Nick. He had one job. One job, Nick. Uh, yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a review, send something silly, send us a message on Anchor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>